Hello, and welcome to the Race to Speak Up podcast. I'm your host, Devin Moore. Today's guest is Teresa Valley. Teresa Valley started Girls Giving Back in 2009 with her nine-year-old daughter, Taylor, with the mission of bringing friends and youth together to do community outreach for social services in need of urgent help. Local shelters were unable to maintain their facilities and provide the most basic needs. Teresa not only wanted to provide the basic needs, such as kitchen utensils, toiletries, and linens to local shelters, she wanted to create an uplifting environment that fosters hope. The Girls Giving Back Agent of Change program for youth and adults is called Be Kind Five, which helps humans gain insight on how to be kind to themselves and others through the five pillars of kindness, minds, which represents mental health, neighbors, which represents giving back, planet representing earth service, body representing physical health, and wallet, which represents financial health. Welcome, Teresa. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing because I'm here with you, Devin. This is amazing. Awesome. So I'm familiar with being a Be Kind 5 um, warrior. I mean, I'm a proud kindness warrior. And of course, like for the audience, a kindness warrior is someone who's making a difference in the community or in their own lives. I also put up pictures from the website too, so the audience can see. Now, Teresa, tell us about Be Kind Five. Be Kind Five um, really came from uh, my passion for just helping people find ways to help themselves be a, a whole person. You know, I mean, I think we all have work to do throughout our lifetimes to gain our confidence and to take steps to take care of ourselves, and so. Through the shelter work I did over the last 10 years, it was really apparent to me that we needed more of those little stepping stones that give people confidence to take care of themselves at a higher level. I felt like, you know, preventing that homeless issue, I wanted to kind of go back steps to how, what if we helped young people gain the tools, mental health, and all those five areas of their lives? Could that shift, could that shift them, their families? to have less of this crisis in the world. So for me, it was a way of bringing that light to the work I do. Um, and I just feel it's really important that we do have opportunities, but how we approach it, that's kind of, for me, it was how, we, how do we approach our, our personal health in all those ways. And that way we can also help others even better if we're taking care of ourselves, right? And, <clears throat> So Be Kind 5 came to me in 2019. Um, just, I just was thinking about how I could bring a program together uh, that could be really great for youth and adults, um, but very geared towards young people, but also knowing that adults also love learning. And so I kind of have worked with young people to build this program out. So to me, it is about them having a voice, the younger generation having a voice in change through Be Kind 5. So it's, it's, it's just my honor to be able to be that vehicle for that change. And I think Be Kind 5, I guess it just is all about taking those small steps and, that, and through those small steps, amazing big, bigger changes happen in our lives if we choose to, to make those choices, different choices. And so it's just a lot of suggestions and a lot of communication. A lot of, it's a great platform for people to come together and communicate about how they're making choices, because I think that's really a connector. We have to communicate among each other. So 
it's just been a really fun project to be able to bring to fruition and kind of evolve. Now we're in 2022 and it just is, it just keeps evolving. And I get to meet amazing people like you that are kindness warriors that I can, I can also highlight that. So people can look at like a Devin more and say, I can do that too. We all have a place that we all have a voice is what I, I really want to give people that chance to, to express themselves. So it's important that we have someone who can get um, an amazing change maker like yourself, who can give others that platform. And of course, it's never too late to start being kind. I mean, kind to your body, kind right. to your mind, neighbor, wallet, and planet. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> more of that. Less of, you know, I, I tend to focus on more of what that word kindness means, less of the anti things out there, because I do think we do tend to focus on that. And in order to make that change happen, we need to focus on those things we can. Talking about the hard stuff is always important, but how do we kind of go into that other side, the light, the kindness, the, how do we spread that, that joyful, happy feeling that we all deserve to be in? Not always we can, we can we reach that, but it, that we know it's possible, right? It's a conversation. Yeah. So tell us more about how we're able to go into that light, you know, how we're able to focus on that kindness and positivity. Well, like, you know, the whole point of Be Kind Five is, is really small little, um, just fun ideas. So let's, let's just focus on, let's talk about how, I mean, I'd love talking about mental health because I think that's a the big key to all of it. But I think some of the things we do, affect, like, for example, our, when we're trying to take care of our physical health, Things like, it, it kind of goes over into our mental health. When we're taking care of our physical health, our mental health improves. Because so simple things like I, I posted about like playing your favorite music and dance and moving to it and dancing. I don't know many people that don't love some sort of music. So it's finding those little things in our lives that we might not even think is like, I don't want people to feel like they got to run 10 miles today to take care of the physical body because not everybody wants that or is capable of that or enjoys it. So it really is about those little things we give opportunities. And when people talk and communicate like you're doing in, through a podcast, people, it gives people ideas and they go, you know, I can do that. I can drink one more glass of water a day. You know, now, if you talk to my daughter, she'd say, but I drink 64 ounces. And I tell her, <laughs> I don't know. You're just, you're up. It's that's, you know, she's 23 and very much about taking care of herself. That's great. If you can do that for me, that's just not something that I, um, I don't love water that much. Okay. <laughs> you know, but it's those little things that we can do for ourselves that, that make us feel like that spark that the next day we can do that again, or maybe something more, or maybe we can pick another pillar and say, you know what, I really don't know much about, um, financial wellness. So I'm going to explore that. And, you know, on our website, we just keep it simple. There's, there's all sorts of different blogs that are written about those different subjects from not a professional necessarily, because I just don't think that that's, that can be an, a little overwhelming and intimidating sometimes, not that professionals aren't amazing information givers, but I think we all have a piece of those puzzles to share with each other and that we can relate to. Hence, you know, like I say, why you went into the work you went into, it was a it was a, it was a heart need and you needed to share and, and there's people that want to hear it. So same with Be Kind Five, it's really that platform of giving people that opportunity that, that 
they tried this and it, and it really gave them that shift they were looking for and, and they wanna share it. And so we, we try to find lots of different partners to be part of the programming that can share resources, which I think are also really important. Um, so we have like in the giving back portion of our, we always highlight a nonprofit and it's always a nonprofit that is easy to participate with. That's grassroots, that's at the ground level and give people opportunity to, to give back because I think that's a big part of who we are as humans. We don't wanna be stuck in our little corner of the world. We wanna feel like we belong to something bigger. We wanna impact. So how do we do that? Well, these days, the beauty is we have websites, we have social media, we have great ways to connect. I mean, if we didn't have Zoom, I mean, we might do a phone call, but this is way more impactful because we do get to have this face-to-face -face conversation and it's just, and those sparks kind of continue, right? They, yeah. they just do when people share. You're so right. And I know that you also brought up the blog. Um, I kind of want to highlight, cause I was looking at the website and I kind of want to highlight something. It was one of the stories that I saw about 30 days of gratitude. Um, so why is it important to take a few minutes a day to practice uh, gratitude attitude? I would say I, I do it every morning and I do it every night with, I send a text to a friend. It's as simple as that. And we send each other very simple. It's not that it has to be deep, but I do feel like it changes your focus. Like to start your day off with just a couple things on your mind that you're grateful for or that you appreciate in your life or the people around you, it's, it's just a shift. It's a, it's a shift of, of that, of, of your mood. I mean, it, it, in, at night, same thing. I finished my day the same way. I found that person, that, my friend that wanted to do that with me. And so we kind of do that for each other. We kind of, it's a, it's a routine. And I think that that is important to find those little things that we can do to just find that gratitude. Cause there's always something we can be thankful for. It is life you know, I could tell you, you know, the deeper, which is some of the deeper stories of why I do what I do are pretty sad. I mean, many times things come from that darker place, that hard that stuff, hard stuff we've been through, but that's the beauty of being able to talk about it and find that the light, being able to expose the light. Yes, we, we don't want this to happen anymore. I would love to eliminate homelessness, but I'm not saying that probably will ever happen. It just is something that will exist, but how do we, how do we approach it in a loving way? How do we show people they, they deserve to be seen, right? So gratitude is kind of the same thing. We have to see those things and feel them so that we can continue that, that those kind of steps in our lives. I think, you know, it was Oprah that really kind of put years ago, I'll never forget. She was really the one that kind of put that we should always be grateful. I don't think, know if she was the first, maybe it was Maya, I don't know, but there were some powerful voices that started talking about gratitude and it does create that ripple effect. And I know that if I can do that with a friend and I, and I always tell other people about it, I'm always like, you should, you should pick a friend and then, you know, send a couple of gratitudes every morning and every evening. These are simple things that can be big changes of, of how we navigate the world. So that's, that's my opinion. Again, you know, I just want people to understand that it doesn't take a lot to make those little shifts. So. Yeah, we need to understand that. I think a lot more people need to understand that, especially in 
a day and age where there's so much negativity online. There well, is so much right. division. And Absolutely. You know, exactly. Because we have people, um, what's the word? It's like, I kind of, I tend to say like coming at each other or really just kind of attacking each other online, right. hating on each right. other. And I'm because like, that, yes. No, it's yeah. What are you about to say? It's really, it's a choice we get to make every day, how we, how we show up in the world. And the sad thing is there's a lot of people that utilize a, a platform like the internet in a way to, to attack people and to, but in my opinion, when it comes to that, we will always have good and evil. And it's, 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 it's unfortunate. If we could just have good, I would be like, if I could magically have a wand, I would change that in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. uh, my whole thing when it comes to that is how do we, when I have, when I have friends, conversations with friends, and when I do speak to, to, especially to youth, I'm always talking about where we put our energy and how, where we put our focus on, you have a choice to make every day, you know? So you can, and same with my daughter, my daughter was, and I went through it too. We were both bullied um, severely as, as young people. And I can tell you this, how I go, me going through that, and then me raising a daughter that I knew possibly might go through that. And how I talked to her about that was, I can't prevent it from happening, but I can teach you some tools so that you can walk through that in a way that you can be proud of, but also um, have a voice. And I think those conversations are so important. Are, you know, but it is a, a lot about parent, you know, this conversation does come down to, unfortunately, there are parents that wouldn't and don't teach their kids this. This is why the emotional intelligence piece, the mental health piece of Be Kind Five is so vital because we're not getting these tools. And so we're not, then we're not really giving young people who sometimes have, like I know the, the, the boy that bullied me growing up probably experienced that from his family and parents or siblings or whoever and continued that pattern. Not okay at all. I'm not making excuses and I never will but it does come down to who are, are the schools teaching emotional intelligence to the point they need to be? No, in my opinion. So the parents need to step up, but where are they getting the tools from? What kind of example did they have? I sure as heck didn't have a, a great parenting example growing up. So I had to look for that information. I had to want to learn new things so that I didn't continue some of the patterns from my family to raising my child. So it, we have to have these conversations so people can go, I get it. Where do I find that information? And I, and I want Be Kind Find to be that platform, that platform that people can go to and know it's going to be a gentle approach to change. I'm not gonna, you know, that's the thing about people changing is it's not that simple because they are stuck in a, I would call them kind of like a habit of, how they live their lives. And I'm sure you as a young person have seen it. Like my daughter, you know, was a little bit um, because of, of the uh, way I raised her um, to really love everybody, but also understand you have to have boundaries and you have to have voice. And sometimes it's not going to be a, a wonderful conversation you're having. I mean, the, the friends that came and go, I mean, if she was sitting here, I wish she could have been in this conversation in a way because She's 23 now, and she has a lot more to share about her experiences of, you know, what she went through growing up as a human on this planet, right? In her, you know, 
um, and her opinions and how I kind of raised her to why we were in the shelters, why we were, um, I w wanted her to say a, see a bigger picture of the world and, and also people asking for help, which I think is a whole nother conversation, Devin. Asking for help is such a tough thing for humans to do for the most part, but when they do, and I think you can vouch for this, it's magic. And so many things can happen that are just like, uh, you know, that you could never have imagined because you're finally saying enough's enough. I want to learn. I want to be different. I want to have this other experience. Teresa, so you bring up so many good points. Like, <laughs> every no, every time you were bringing up, you know, like coming from this uh, loving stance or having a loving approach to like, you know, just checking in on people. I mean, you, you talked about so many things that I really want to dive into. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, okay. So there was one thing um, that I wanted to say it was dealing with, um, I was dealing with the loving approach. So I have a webinar called Behind the Screen, the Harms of Cyberbullying. It's where we have these open conversations about bullying, I mean, cyberbullying and bullying just in general, you know, what yes. I want to share. I'm, you know, coming from my point of view, I'm a teenager, you know, in 2022, I am a Black teenager who went through bullying, uh, racist bullying, excuse me, racist bullying in middle school, right. that still affects me, you know? And just also like from simple things to like just knowing um, when someone reaches out to me and says something kind or reaching out to someone to say something nice and sweet and kind, I know how much of an impact that has. And I also know how much of the impact hate has because the bullying that I went through has led me to anxiety, the anxiety I still go through. I know there's times where I'm in school. Now, luckily, I'm in a good school. I really love the school that I'm in now. But I still have those times where I'm anxious just to be around peers because there's times where I'm still affected by, you know, what those three boys in middle school did to me. I'm feeling that inner, that that pain that they caused me. And some, mm -hmm. like when I first went through it, I did not see my peers the same. It took me time and therapy, which I still go through. It took me therapy. It took me, my parent, my parents, like, you know, they were like, Devin, um, I'm going to be here for you all. We're going to be here for you always, whatever we can do to help you. And they did it. They knew how to handle things. And so I'm like, I'm glad to have people like that in um, my life. But it's also the fact that there's people who need that in their lives that don't have that. There's people who need this platform, Be Kind Five, or they need Girls Giving Back, or they need Race to Speak Up. They need Humanity Rising. They need people like us so that we can help you or because they don't have that in their lives. You know, there's so many different aspects to bullying. There's so many different misconceptions, stigmas that we really need to figure out and understand. I know that with one of, um, I think it was my dad, just like one of my parents, they were saying how um, when uh, he was younger, um, they, if he were to go through bullying, he just go home and then that would kind of just be it. But now that we have cyberbullying, we have so many different, you know, like we're speaking to each other online. This is good. But when you go on social media, that is another story. That right. is another story that affects so many. That is another story that has cyberbullying has increased over. So I think it's about like 76 now percent. Since the start of the pandemic, it's increased that much. That shows you that we need, th this calls for a change. We need a positive change. We right. need to encourage that kindness. 
we need to stop it, stop the bullying, correct it, teach the parents. Because, you know, what a child is going to out of nowhere come to a, like come to school and hit on someone for being black, hit on someone for being Hispanic, tall, short, gay, straight, what right? any difference, you know, we, that it's coming from the home environment or it's coming from somewhere. You're just going to naturally be like that. I don't really right? know. No, there, there is examples. You have to have examples. I, kids do not just show up with that, with that chip in them it's it's like you know they're not programmed that way they have to have experienced it or been watched it they there's you know we just don't we don't pick up on stuff unless we've had that environment around us you know so it is it's an it's a really important conversation but it does like I say this emotional intelligence piece that I really think that we're not the schools where the kids spend the most time where the kids are independent of their home environment so they kind of they're either going to come and be their genuine self good or they're going to be their genuine self not so great and so there's a big blend and the teachers you know how they deal with that too is important i've had lots of conversations with teachers and the obstacles that they come across because you know they know they're a huge impact on these students but as you know as a, as a student how many teachers do you feel like you could go to? I just don't know, you know, the, I'm not trying to, this is not about teachers, but it is about them having the tools to navigate that conversation, which they should have. And there are schools that do make sure those teachers have that and have, and then bottom line is it come down to resources. So like you're talking about the different, like Be Kind Five, your programming, that, that it's accessible, that the tools are out there. Again, if the parents are creating an environment where it's okay to bully and it's okay to, and they're not necessarily paying attention to how their kids are online. Like I was very strict with my daughter and her online. And I'm, and I'm sure I, you know, it's almost, it's very hard to manage that. Okay. As a parent. But I also think that, you know, those conversations, how do we give, how do we have those conversations in a way that the kids are going to digest that information and apply it? Because we can talk about all we want. But if people aren't, aren't able to apply it and they don't know how to show up that way differently, respectfully, loving, all the great things, then we're kind of, you know, at a standstill. So, but I do believe also that the more Devons, all these amazing young people are spreading that information. Like I said, we're always going to have the negative and the positive out there. It's unfortunate. I wish, you know, the platforms out there could control that, but they just can't. And, and people are going to act out and be, because they can be anonymous, which is. Yeah. That's the saddest part. And that, and that, but you, I think about the human that's behind that. And I'm thinking, how broken are we that the, that these people feel again, that they can. And again, some people are just want to create the drama. They're just looking for that reaction. And so it is about you know, that, like I told my daughter, I, I didn't want to say she was going to be bullied, but I wanted her to understand when we, when she was growing up, that if that did happen to her, how we could work on that. And she's also been, I've been very pro therapy since she was young, um, whole another conversation, but I think it's really important to, you know, that's a gift that we give our kids. 
And, um, and I just don't think our, our schools are equipped. I think our, our counseling, um, what they call counselors in our schools are just not as, you know, available. There's not enough of them. It's not enough of a conversation that we have to start super young. Right. And it's, it's just, it's just, again, old, time old, as organizations, the mental health organizations and everybody gets on board, war on board, which I think COVID has created that, that push, a little more of a push of on the mental health aspect, but, but I'm, I'm more about like, we can have ton of support out there, but if it's not quality and it's, it's not done in a way that's loving and approachable, people aren't going to be interested. It's the world's too, it's, there's a lot too much, right? There's a lot going on. And especially with young people, because you guys are growing up, you're trying to evolve and be who you're going to be. And like my daughter will say now, she's like, wow, if I would have known, I mean, her, she had a couple of tough years in high school. I would say 14 to 17, 18 was really challenging for her. She didn't feel like she belonged. Her peers didn't see her, which is a, to be able to be seen. She just wanted to be seen. I, I, and it, it's hurtful. It's hard when people don't, you're not the cool one or you're not the popular one and all the blah, blah, blah that high school brings to the table. Then you get out of it and you go on with your adult life. And then you're like, dang, why did I put so much energy into that? But why aren't we talking about that? Like, why aren't we talking about having those conversations that, that you will experience this tough time that I don't care how popular I would say the biggest shock after high school for me was one of the most popular persons in our high school decided to commit suicide. And everybody's like, whoa, whoa, how could this person leave the planet? They had all this stuff going for them. You didn't know what they were really experiencing, exactly. right? Exactly. So you can't assume. So we have to have the resources. We have to have the Devons. We got to have the conversations, right? Yeah, kids are just sponges. When they're very young, they are sponges. So whatever you're putting into their mind, and they remember stuff. So whenever you're putting into their minds, they are going to remember it. They will have all of the receipts. They will, that is being ingrained into their heads. So you better teach them something positive, nice, and kind. You better, you know, let them know that it's fine however you look and however um, your friend looks, however this stranger looks. Absolutely. Yeah, we need that unity. We need that unity in this world. Because like I said, I always bring up social media because social media just has so many different components as well. And so when you're going online and you're seeing all this hate, you need to almost like, for lack of better words, just fight back with positivity. Right. Like, I, call it, I call it a shield. You got you to put up your shield. Exactly. And, and you have to, and, and hence why I named the, the Kindness Warrior Wednesday, Kindness Warrior, because I was like, who wouldn't want that label? And we started working with some elementary kids on it and they were so excited to be a kindness warrior, you know, because <laughs> they could maximize that superpower that, that we all do have in us. We all want to be kind, but sometimes, you know, like some of the kids told me, well, so, well if the kid's mean to me, I'm going to be mean to them back. And, and I get that reaction, mm -hmm. but how do we re look at that and help them understand why this other person might be not so nice to them not that that's condoning bad behavior, but how do we teach compassion? How do we teach kindness? How do we really 
plant those seeds in the young people that are going to come up and, and make different choices, better choices, choices not to get online and be a, you know, a mean person um, and utilize that platform, which is so easy to get out there and do, right? I mean, it's a simple choice. Um, if, it's just, it's unfortunate that there are always going to be people that are going to make that choice, but how do we have the tools to be like, you know what, that's your stuff. This, I'm not taking on your stuff. And that's the hard part. And especially when people start going at people, what they look like all, I mean, we're sensitive, we're humans, we're sensitive. So it's like, but we still have to understand that we have to figure out how to not take things, those things personally. We have to know that that person has some serious stuff going on. Not okay, but I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to be your, your, your board of, you know, the person that you're going to attack. Um, that I know that, that when I was bullied, I just felt like I didn't have, I felt like this boy didn't want to hear what I had to say. He wasn't going to hear me. And I just thought he'd eventually stop if I just kept my mouth shut. And it didn't. I ended up switching schools over that, which is crazy, right? Yeah. Um, then 10 years later, he came to me and asked me out. I went, I would never go out with you. <laughs> but that's the crazy part. Yeah. He thought in his head that he, you know? Yeah. It made me wonder. I mean, doing the work I do now, it just that kind of mentality makes me wonder like what made him feel comfortable coming to me 10 years later and being like, oh, now I like you. I'm going to be nice to you and you should like me back. And I just, that's when I told him. I won't tell you what I said, but, um, <laughs> but I wasn't very nice and I was very direct and to the point, mm -hmm. but it's, um, and he never, of course, I mean, it, it, it was, it felt good to stand up for myself finally, honestly, but how do we teach that in a way that we can feel good about? Like, I think you can, you have lots of great examples of that, I'm sure. And, and what, how far you've grown and been able to impact others I mean, we all do what we do because we know that we've experienced something. And that's what I really promote is like, we've all been through stuff. How do we show others how we got through that to that, that other side? And how did we turn that into something where we could teach others, right? That's what we're here to do. Yeah, yeah. We need to, for, we, we need to really continue on, uh, on this path of kindness and helping others. That's just all that we can do. We want to help people. We need to help people. We need to be a part of that positive change. And we yeah. have other people who are kindness warriors who are being a part of that positive change. They are helping others. Why don't you tell us about Warrior Wednesday? So when I developed the program, I really wanted to focus on how we could highlight you know, whether it's a great nonprofit doing wonderful work, which this month we are highlighting a, a, a nonprofit and through them, they're, they're highlighting their volunteers and their, the people that made it possible to do the work they do. But I just felt like we really needed to look at how we are looking at those amazing people in the world that are making the change because that's the future. We, we have to continue to push for good change. And how do we do that? So I just thought, Kindness Warrior Wednesday had a nice little ring to it. And I just started reaching out and talking to different people about, you know, who's the kindest warrior in your life? Like, who do you feel like 
you know, it could even be some, I think, I mean, we've had some interesting, because it's not just one thing, right? It's like, we had a friend that just jumps at any chance to help other people that are struggling that, you know, that need, you know, they have a sick child or somebody, you know, creating meals for it's not all this giant stuff. It's these small little steps we take. And, and I want people to know that, that those all matter, right? So how do we highlight those, right? How do we give people that platform and, and make it exciting to be like, I want people to go, I want to be a kindness warrior. And, and, you know, just even thinking like that, like, I want to be like Devin. I want to, you know, I know I'm not going to be Devin, but I want to make choices like Devin. I want to make choices like this organization that's helping, you know, whatever they may be doing in the community. So, and it's just really giving people say, you know, that information that it's possible for them to be that way. They can make choices. They can give back. They can take care of themselves at a higher level that, that self-care, which is so important. So that's kind of how the concept came. I just really, how I evolve things and how I've always, I'm kind of a creative mind in the sense of I've come from marketing and project management background. So for me, it's fun to like, I mean, I don't know about your organizations, but it's fun to develop. It's fun to see what more you, what, what sparks you can create. So the program, and I don't know if you have ever heard of my partner in Be Kind Five, her name's Kalika Curry. You would love her. She should be, she should be on your podcast next. She works for me with me on Be Kind Five and also on another platform um, called Eastside Pathways. Um, and you're not from the Seattle area, but Kalika works with um, an organization called Eastside Pathways that basically takes, make sure that kids don't fall through the cracks in schools. And they, they teach about racial equity and they teach like, yes, this is the next person that needs to understand. Yeah, let me tell them if I write that. I hope, yeah, Pathways and Kalika Curry with a K. Um, and the reason why I bring her up is because it does take, it takes a team to be, continue being creative. And we call it our, our, our creative flow, our creative genius. And when we get together on our monthly planning, it's like magic because we come together with this purpose and it's, and she does a lot of my design. She did the website um, and it takes, it takes a team, right? And uh, just like you having the support from your family to push this conversation out into the world, it takes a team to do that. So I'm really proud of you. Thank you, Teresa. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Teresa. Yeah. So um, tell us about the Be Kind products, which includes tip sheets and action commitment cards. So along the way, I, there's all, I, I love make, giving people opportunities to, to be able to actually do the work in a way that is simple. So early on, um, I went to Kalika and I said, look, we need to come up with really, cause we were working with junior high kids at the time. And I wanted to, as much as I wanted to empower them to come up with their own concepts for those of things they could do in those areas, I needed to come up with a, here's an idea card. It has five different ideas of things you can do, small things you can do in those areas. So we created those concept cards and they're a lot of fun, but like I always tell that the, anybody that's working with the program, like these are just ideas. You can, you can use them, but it just helps you get that creative flow going in your head of sparks you to like what, 
what other small steps could you come up with, right? And then the little goal cards are a fun little card I created because I wanted people to be able to put something in their pocket and carry with them. And it, the whole concept is like, uh, they pick one of the pillars and they pick an idea and they apply that to that for that month and they work on that. And so it's in their wallet or in their pocket or in their phone or whatever. And they pull it out and just remind themselves that, you know, it's, it's, it's a goal, you know, and you know, I want it to be simple in the sense of practice one at a time, you know what I mean? Like let's, that's how we get stronger is practice. So those are the concept cards. Now let's um, talk more about girls giving back. So why don't you tell us more about it and how you're helping others? So girls giving back was, is really the, the foundation of what we do in the sense of like um, what started the whole, all of it. Uh, when my daughter was nine, I decided that I wanted her to learn how to give back in the world. And, and I, I happened to at the time have a few girlfriends. We had daughters. I did have my, my, Taylor's cousin, he is a boy, but I said, you don't mind being part of Girls Giving Back? And he's like, no. I said, good. Because it's not about the name. It just happened to be a name that Taylor and I, my daughter and I picked. But, you know, in the big picture, the need for, to, the need to focus on that homeless, that, that environment, that shelter environment, people asking for help and getting that, that peace was just really important to me. I, I kind of, you know, it came a little bit from Extreme Home Makeover. I was a little obsessed with that show. I loved <laughs> the design of it and the thought of it, you know? But I thought when I first saw the first shelter and they happened to call me and ask if I was interested in, in getting bedding and blankets type stuff for the shelter. Um, I, that's the first shelter I walked into in 2009 um, in the Seattle area. And I was just really concerned with the environment. Let's put it that way. It wasn't very nice. It was very dirty. It was very dingy and everything was broken. And extreme home makeover what do you think if we broke this project down into rooms and pieces and had the community come and adopt the different areas the different bedrooms the bathroom the kitchen the, and come together with all the things the beautiful things that we can put into this space to make it a full space for a family and this was a family shelter and it really really kind of to me was really important that the fam anybody asking for help is getting quality especially if they're going to move into a space that it, it feels like a home. It feels like they deserve, they asked for help and it was definitely the right choice. Speaking of stigmas, the shelters are, they have that, they have this, you know, hence why when I did start this organization, I went to my mom to talk to her about it because I come from domestic violence. And my mom was like, I don't, I, I'm not thrilled you're going into that because it's our family story might be told and I'm a little ashamed of it which broke my heart. Cause I was like, that's sad, you know, you gotta, but I told her the reason why I'm going to do the work is because I feel like I can impact that change and that shift of why my mom didn't, didn't leave the situation. Cause she didn't want to go to a shelter that was dirty and had this stigma. When I walked in the first shelter, I got it. It just came back to me. I'm like, no wonder she didn't want to come here. This was not a very loving, happy place. She just decided to stay in the not so great environment with, you know, her relationship and us. And so Girls Giving Back came from that space. It, it, and, it, and I didn't even plan for that to happen. It really wasn't me thinking, how can I change my um, childhood dynamic or how can I 
it just happened that it landed on my plate. They called me and then I connected the dots that this is, was really like real life therapy for me to actually go into the shelters and be part of that change and know that people are going to walk into that shelter and see the space that I created with my community and be able to be like, this is where I'm going to make those choices different. I'm going to make a change that I need to make for my family and myself. And I can start this new chapter. And, and so for me, it was, I'm going to bring kids, youth together. I'm going to bring adults together. And we're going to create this environment that people will just be blown away by. And it, and did I think that it was going to be 13 years later this coming month that I would still be doing this work? I didn't think so. But some of the social workers did that came to me and like, oh, I've got the next shelter waiting for you. I've got the next project waiting for you. And I started to see the impact it was having, not just on the people going into the shelter, but the staff. And that to me gave me this aha, a moment of the level of care we're giving these people. Can I impact that too? And then it ha has built on that. So yes, we do the shelter environment, but I also discuss pro programming and, and how they're, you know, and even like Be Kind Five can be part of the programming if they do want that. Um, and how we can come together as a community and continue, like all the shelters I've worked with since 2009, I still am involved with in some way, shape or form, whether they come to me if they need music stuff for the music program or art supplies or, you know, presents for the families at Christmas. I'm always like, yeah, you come, you come to me, our networks are one, we're a community. That's how change happens. So Girls Giving Back has been the biggest gift. My daughter has been involved since the beginning. Um, she can sell raffle tickets like no other at the auctions. <laughs> that's That was my smart move. That's how I, you know, starting it on having no funding at all, just people that wanted to donate items, gently used items for the shelter. It, it just is like I, my daughter, you know, she was nine when I did my first little dinner event, but she sold all, all nobody said no to that nine-year-old for raffle tickets. Right. They were just like, we can't say no to her. I'm like, yeah. And it's for a good cause. Right. But she's always been in charge at the auctions that I've done over the years. Um, she's I've always given her and her friends and young people a big piece of that empowerment of being able to be seen and know they basically run the show. I mean, my auctions I do. I have um, always have youth do art that we auction off because um, there's great artists. All ages can create something. And so it's just been fun to kind of really take this concept of girls going back and like, and see what else it can do. And, and I consult now a lot. So nonprofits that are starting up, people come to me and I get to be part of that spark. Um, because when people see somebody doing something like this and they're like, oh, it's anybody can do something, right? And that's the beauty of it. We just have to, but some people don't understand how to get there. And I'm always very open about here's how I created this. Here's how I still am doing this 13 years later. It is, but you have to be passionate. It, it comes from the heart and it has to be genuine. Hence why I don't do a whole lot of podcasts. I do some, but I'm very picky on who I'm working with and who I'm collaborating with and who I'm like, I know your heart, Devin, and I know the work you do. And we have to like team up. We have to like share each other's visions. That's how it spreads, right? So that's a little bit about girls giving back and, and it's still, you know, a big piece of my heart and then be kind find five was born from it. So I don't, who knows what the future holds, right? It's, 
it's just a fun, it's always been fun. And everybody that volunteers for me has a blast and we make it. But at the same time, we also talk about really tough subjects, Devin. And that's the beauty of what this creates. People love a transformation. Shelters, the ones I've done over the last couple of years, I've opened a couple of new shelters in Seattle that opened. It's unfortunate that we need more, but I only work with the organizations that I feel are very capable. And that's the beauty of it. In every sector, there's that level of the ones that are actually capable of actually creating change and the ones that aren't quite doing the work they need to do. And so I really try to, in my long-term now vision is it's about bringing those organizations up to that above and beyond. Like if people are asking for help, we have to give them amazing services and amazing resources and amazing, you know, all of it has to be at that level. Just like even what you're doing. I know that you care so much about what you're doing that that's going to be the game changer because people can feel what you've experienced and also Wally, what they've experienced and they can see that there's something they can do about it, right? Yeah, well, I also want to thank you because that's a really big compliment. <laughs> the fact that you're like, you are very picky with the organizations that you work with and, you know, seeing my passion because, you know, I very much am passionate about what I do because I know that we need it. And I also know that when it comes to just the fact that I'm, you know, younger, like I, a youth seeing another youth speak about something that not only is something that can, that they can relate to, but something that they're very passionate about it, you know, they'll listen, right. they'll listen, they'll understand it. They'll, they'll even, or even for those who may, who are youth, but may have not have necessarily gone through bullying, they'll still more likely listen to it. You know, they'll listen to me. And they will repeat that to their friends saying, this is what I learned. And this was very powerful, what Devin shared. So they can influence their friends, right? Mm -hmm. And they will, and that's what it's going to take. It's about, like I say, I, I plant seeds. I call it seed planting. We have to just continue planting seeds. Some of it's going to grow into this beautiful thing and some doesn't come to fruition and that's okay. We have to keep planting those seeds, keep finding those people that can continue that ripple effects, right? Yeah. How many, um, how many shelters have you helped? Oh, we're on our um, hundred and we're in the hundred and twenties now. I, I've lost track. But we're, we're, oh, wow. we're in the hundreds of like, of those projects. Yeah. Yep. I even, I've even done, done a couple of playgrounds, which is really fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know because cool. you, playgrounds cool. are important. Playfulness is important. Every shelter um, I do, um, it's the, about the details. Like when I know the, the ages of the kids and their interests, I make sure that that shelter has the, the art supplies, always lots of books. Um, you know, all the things that spark us and make us feel like the community cares. I even do, you know, like I have youth do art, art for the walls and adults do art for the walls, um, particularly for each shelter, not just any art, just art that, that is from the community, knowing that they're going to put it into this space where they're going to impact somebody. And then we even go in and do art with the residents and the kids in the shelters. Um, we do lots of extra, those layers that kind of create that that, that that feeling, you know, in the shelter. So, but yeah, we're, we're by referral only, but trust me, it's, that's the beauty. I want every partner I have to want to work with us. Be, want, and when I say want to, 
um, be open to working with us and understand uh, that we do have, um, we want them to be the best shelter and the best programming that they can be so they, they can, people can actually move on from the shelter and be in the world that we live in. So. What's been the most rewarding part of your journey? I would say the healing I've gotten from just what I experienced growing up and knowing that there's help out there that's, that's, that, that less, less and less people have to possibly go through just like same with your purpose. I would just want less people to experience that. And if they do experience it, which many will experience hard things in their life, how do they, how do they, where do they go? Who do they ask? I love it. I get calls every week from people saying, I have, you know, this is what's going on in my life. How do, where do I go for this help? Or, you know, I have a friend that's going through whatever, what are the best resources? Because as we all know, there's just, there's some that are really just better at connecting with the people and getting people to ask for help, which is a hard thing, by the way, for people to do. So, but there's so many things, Devin, in 13 years, but honestly, pinching myself that I get to be creative like this and I get to lead in this way and I get to spark people and I get people to have conversations about the tough stuff because I'm always about why do people end up in this crisis? Let's talk about that. Let's quit pointing the finger at them and saying there's something wrong with them. When, what have they experienced that got them to that point? Me coming from that and knowing that I'm sitting here with you and that I'm a functioning fairly as healthy as I can be human, it is kind of a miracle. But I also know it's because I, I just knew how to ask for help. So what's been the most challenging part? Um, sometimes it's a lot on my shoulders. And I just want to go to Colorado and go up in the mountains like I'm at right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel like um, sometimes I, um, energy-wise, I feel like because I, I love humanity so much, it, I can give it away too much. So my energy gets taken. And, and so I've, I've learned tools how to control that, you know, just like that I, I'm and how to empower other people to, and like listen to people and their stuff, but not take it in too much. I would say that's why Be Kind Five was so important to me. I really wanted to focus on how do we shift those changes and make good and kindness come of it, rather than talking about all of the things why people in these shelters low, I will have those conversations. I just have to be really careful with how I, I you know, take care of myself, you know, because it's easy to get caught up in the world and like wanting so much for our world, but also knowing that I'm just one person. And though I have a great network and lots of people on my team, I get relied on a lot for like what I do. And people want to talk to me. They don't necessarily want to talk to my board members or some of my volunteers. They want to talk to Teresa. And I, and I love that. Same time, sometimes I'm just like, I'm going to go hide in my closet. <laughs> you know, I just need some time out. That was what's so beautiful about this, you know, being able to come to nature for me, um, where I'm at right now, as I just needed a little retreat, a little time away. And my friends were like, we, they wanted to go with me. They're like, we want to go with you. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so taking care of yourself when you're, when you're kind of in a position like this is, is really important. So it's always good to relax. <laughs> it is. <laughs> what are your hopes and your dreams moving with your work and yourself moving forward? 
Uh, I would say I really am loving being able to support uh, other people's art ideas and in, in what they want to do in the world. And so I've really kind of been evolving that, what I call my consulting arm of what of my work. Um, because I think it's that's really what I meant to be doing is is more of that. And so I'm kind of I've been doing some of that and kind of trying to find that balance. Um, because it's all a balancing act. That's what life's about. Checking into ourselves, figuring out what works and finding the right people to surround you, right? So I, I mean I have I have a lot of dreams, but I'm also a believer that you, you just gotta, sometimes you gotta let it flow and just let it become and not overanalyze it, right? So obviously I just wanna stay healthy, happy, in tune with my, my family and friends and uh, live a loving life and find my joyful place every day and then be kind, right? Just, I focus on that. And I love that I have those, those, that programming and the organization to kind of lean back on. So I'm constantly, you know, in that mode of influence and it's not, it's a beautiful thing. I feel lucky. So, and you know, you're so right about it being a balancing act. My family is always like, Ashley, Ashley, everyone is kind of always like, they're like, Devin, so how do you balance, you know, so family and friends, and then we have work or which is, you know, organization stuff. And then we have, you know, schoolwork. And so I kind of just, it kind of makes me think about that because I'm about to go into college now. Um, so I always am like really trying to set up everything so that I still have my, I have my work time, but I also have my play time where I can relax with my friends or, you know, stuff like that. So I can get the whole trying to balance everything, but still, will also still kind of always wanting to do work. Right. <laughs> And yeah. I think that's the beauty of, of just really looking at things and not being so rigid that you have to da, 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 down the line and it's going to shift and change. Like it's going to, one week you'll be, you know, you have, let's say some finals coming up and you have to focus on that and it's okay, but you know that those other things will be there and you can, so it's just about really, I mean, that's a welcome to being, <laughs> it's just a human thing. We have to to work through. We find our tools that work for us, our organizational things that keep us kind of on track, but yet knowing that it's okay to have an off day or that you aren't in the mood that day, but you know, so it's, it's just really, you're at, at you know, you're on a good track. I think you have a very wise, a wiseness to you that you, you know, to how to ask for help hopefully. And you know, that what you're doing is just it's impactful and it's definitely going to create a lot more good and awareness and all those good things that life's about and connecting with people that are like-minded like you, right? You got this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, my last question for you is how can people find you? So tell us your social media and your website. So, um, you know, I would say that social media is, you know, a great way to, to stay involved. We have, couple great websites are if you go to our websites you can find all the information on, on our other social you know facebook instagram um but girls giving back is just girlsgivingback.org and then we have bekind5.org i kept them they're separate websites so that we could kind of you know even though you, if you went to girlsgivingback.org you'd be able to find bekind5 it's it's on there but but be but bekind5 has its own site too so i would say start there 
on the, on our websites and then you can find our social media because you know for, for me to tell you our social media because it's never exactly because with instagram you're like underscore girls underscore giving underscore back <laughs> yeah anyway you can click a button on our <laughs> website <like it. laughs> well thank so, you for joining us yeah. today it was really great speaking with you Teresa. yes thanks for having me and like give me a little break in my day. I went snowshoeing this morning. So I was just like, then I get to talk to Devin and then I go <laughs> have some food now, but yeah, no, this is worth my, I'm so happy. I got to be part of it and like get to know you better. And I always, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. So I'm very proud of you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Teresa. This is a really good conversation. Yes, it has been. It was awesome. Now I'm going to go have some really good food. <laughs> and thank you to all who are listening i hope to see you guys at future race to speak up podcast if you have any questions about the race to speak up podcast feel free to contact me at race to speak up at gmail.com make sure to follow at race to speak up on instagram facebook and twitter for updates on future podcasts make sure to check out my website it's www.racetospeakup.com join the humanity rising movement Humanity Rising offers scholarships for students who are making a difference in the world through service. Visit www.humanityrising.org for more information. And remember to ask yourself this question. How do you race to speak up?